this is a, an important one that we've been following. I'm sure everyone who uh, believes in the environment has been following it. We have had seen uh, a call to boycott Shell because of the seismic blasting of the South African seas. Now, there have been petitions, there have been protests, and environmental activists are also launching a consumer boycott as well. This is in an effort to block the oil and gas company from going ahead with seismic blasts on South Africa's ocean floor. What is a seismic blast? How does it work? On the line, we have Liz McDade. Um, the, she is the lead for uh, and, and an eco-justice activist for the Green Connection. Liz, thank you so much for joining us. Good morning to you and your listeners. Liz, let's uh, get clarity. When we talk about what is going to be starting, and I think it's starting on the 1st of December, if I'm not mistaken, um, mm-hmm. we're talking about seismic blasts. What is this? Uh, where is it happening? Okay, so it's off Port St. John's, off that coast, this particular one. And um, and Shell has the right to to do this. Um, a seismic survey is what you use, and it's used the use of sound to bounce sound waves basically off the bottom of the sea, pick mm. them up through a receptor which the boats are towing behind them, or the boat is towing behind it, and using that um, technology to assess whether there is oil or gas under the sea. Uh, so there are obviously a couple of problems with that. But to just get you to the, uh, the sort of technical the uh, parameters, mm. yeah. So, so the the type of um, sort of mini explosions that are used yeah. uh, are going to be. It's an array um, of receptors, and so what you have is continuous sort of pulsing, but sort of explosions every few seconds, um, continuing as the boat moves across the water. So obviously what you've basically got is a wall of sound that is moving across the ocean. And if you are a any part of sea life, this is obviously going to have an impact, which, uh, and so part of the debate is what is the impact, how serious is it, and should we be having these? But another side of it is the climate science, which mm. is that from a climate perspective, we shouldn't be looking for any more oil and gas. That's been very clear mm. from the international reports. And so if we're not going to be looking for any more oil and gas, then we don't need to do the seismic surveys, and therefore we could actually um, protect our oceans from the uh, potential harm of these um Surveys, and then I think maybe what's also useful is to give you an example because it's also quite difficult um, to see what could be the impact. So obviously there's a range of scientific papers. It's unfortunate that Shell's um, uh, environmental management plan, because they didn't have to do a proper EIA because of it's an old permit, um, so- and. Okay, okay uh, let's just try and get yeah, some, no, jump in, so, so, jump some in. clarity there. So <laughs> when we talk, has this kind of thing, I mean, it's obviously been done before, but yes. what are the Im- impacts? I mean, there's, there's okay. impacts yeah. on the ocean, but I also understand that there's negative impact for fishers for, um, yeah. um, and fisheries. So if you're like a, a, a local fisherman 
who fishes and, and that drives your own personal economy, your own personal uh, life blood, so to speak. Talk to us about both of those issues. So, so this is this is the for us this is the crux because we work with uh, fishing communities. Um, is that thousands of people along the coast of South Africa depend on the sea for their livelihoods, and of course many commercial fishers as mm. well. So a lot of people are employed there. So the impact of surveys it has been shown that it disturbs the fish. Now what it so on the on the lightest side of things, you disturb the fish, the fish just moves away and you don't catch them. So then mm. your livelihood is undermined. On another level, it's also been shown to impact uh, plankton. Oof. So if you have a die off of plankton, now plankton, zooplankton are the little, little animals, maybe little uh, that, that other animals feed on. It also can obviously include fish larva. So if you have an impact on that, then A, you can then reduce the food going up the food chain. Secondly, what you're going to end up with is potentially you're impacting the next generation of fish because if the babies are, are being impacted. So yeah. those are also impacts that, that go forward. So what has happened over the last few years with increasing seismic surveys around the world, more and more uh, research has been, has been carried out um, but we still don't have a complete picture. Um, mm. So the other issue is like some fish, and uh, it's a king clip, which is a commercial fish. Which for is already on the red list. Yes. Now they use sound when they're breeding. So, mm. so now this is not something that was known before. Uh, yeah. So obviously if you're, you're bringing a wall of sound across the ocean, that's going to impact them. Yeah. Then the other issue is endangered species like turtles. Yeah. They breed on the northern uh, KZN beaches. And they then, the little juveniles, babies, jump, get out, go into the sea by instinct, and they get into the gullus current, which sweeps them. They don't, can't swim out of the way. Down the coast and straight through the zone that's going to be... Um, um, carrying on, and they do that between February, January, February, March, April. So, at the precise time that the shell uh, operation is coming, is going, is operating, those turtles are going through. And when, when you, when, and when you look in the EMPR, the Environmental Management Plan, this does not seem to be addressed. Yeah. So, they say, yeah, there'll be a few adult turtles they can get out the way. So the other thing is now, which has been raised, is, well, we've done everything. We're going to have a plan. We're going to have monitors. We're going to look. We'll, if we see a whale, for example, uh, or a turtle, we, we will stop the, the, this, this operation. But the problem is that these are animals under the water. So no, you're not going to see them. You're not going to see them. Plus, they're doing it at night sometimes. So, so, where you can't so see Liz, it at all. I mean, you mentioned whales, and that, I suppose that's the thing that I've like kind of been following in the mm. media is the issue that things like dolph mammals, dolphins, whales, etc., may very well the the seismic because they they work off sound as well, um, that this may impact them dramatically. Well, you've got that same issue, so they can be impacted. I mean, it, it, I think it's quite difficult. I, I don't know of any study where they went to ask the whales if they're deaf, but mm. the the thing is that if you are impacted, firstly, if you're communicating. 
then you're going to get disorientated. Maybe you go the wrong way. If you're a, a, a baby whale, a calf traveling with the mother, they get lost from each yeah. other. That means you're then um, open to being predated by some other, you know, like a great white or something. Um, and and then, um, or a killer whale or something like that. And then the other issue is that if you are using the uh, echolocation for your daily life in terms of looking for food or just keeping in track socially, mm. then those things are going to impact on your health. And animals that are stressed then don't, yeah. um, you know, they again become a little bit weaker. So then you are starting to, to uh, impact on the potential survival of the species, talking about, you know, when you've got endangered species, and you're also um, impacting on their ability to find food, um, you know, to go out their daily lives. And so these are the kinds of things that they very difficult to pin down, but there are researchers that are coming through with some of this science. And, and in the situation we are now, if you are... Um, the humpback whales are still coming through in December, the turtles are coming down in January, February, March, then wouldn't the best thing to be to actually stop the seismic right now, give people three months to actually go and see what we've got the science and come up and do an assessment. And in fact, we would call on the Department of Forestry, Fisheries and Environment to step in here and go, there's a lot of seismic um, proposals on the table. There's another one for near upset and this is the time to stop them all and maybe say let's suspend the whole lot and let's go and do a really in-depth scientific study and pull all the studies that have been done together and look at it strategically and say, okay, so now as South Africans, let's assess whether we really want this here. Okay, Liz, we need to go from here, um, unfortunately, but and I want one sentence on this. You've said that you would like uh, the Department of Forestry, Fisheries and Environment uh, to put a halt on that or certainly a pause until we understand what all the impacts are. Any chance of that happening? Probably not. People are going to go and try and go to court. All the listeners, everybody in South Africa, boycott Shell to put pressure on them, to put pressure on the government to say, let's stop the seismics. Well, let's uh, hope that we do stop the seismics. And uh, just to note that the authorization to conduct these uh, surveys was given in 2013. So a good while ago, and uh, things have changed dramatically since 2013. So now would be the right time to put a pause on that particular research.